0: You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 99. Today, we're going to talk about inner child healing and the mother wound. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. We have a juicy, juicy, juicy topic for today, and that is the mother wound and inner child healing. Super excited to dive into this with you guys if you're new to inner child healing and the topic of wounds and archetypes. So we're going to be talking about the mother archetype and the shadow mother archetype. Um, go ahead and pop on back to, let's see, episode well, episode 78 is really good to hear. That's inner child healing for personal and professional growth that I interviewed my client Alex with. And also go back to the father wound episode, which is episode 93, where I dived into what are archetypes and what that means. Um, Those are some really good ones. And then I do have an inner child healing episode that I did a while, while back. I'm not sure um, when the podcast was uh, Your Highest Self. Episode 50, Healing Your Inner Child, and I think I have one from like, way, way back then, um, one more. So it's a constant evolution, a constant conversation. And as I go through my own healing journey, I am uncovering deeper layers of it. And I'm here to share that with you guys. So today we're going to talk about um the mother archetype and i'm going to share just like you know personally how that has showed up in my life and how i've seen these subconscious patterns be created this episode was inspired by i was writing an instagram caption and i was like this caption's really long <laughs> so there's a lot to say here i think we're just going to do a podcast episode so i'm excited to dive in I want to first start by defining the difference between the mother wound and the mother archetype. So the mother wound in the spiritual development space, when we say that we're referring to the wounds that are handed down generation to generation to generation. So any trauma or limiting beliefs, um, unhealed trauma that you're great-grandmother experienced, she passed on to your grandmother. And whatever of that your grandmother didn't heal passed on to your mom. And whatever of that your mom didn't heal gets passed on to you, right? And so our I, I believe that our work as conscious spiritual beings those of those of us who are interested in healing and and becoming the best version of ourselves but not from this like materialistic like gaining all these external things but really like coming home to ourselves and learning more about who we are underneath all of the patterns and conditionings that we've acquired along the way healing the mother wound is part of that And so that's what the mother wound is. So it's like, for example, say like your mom really struggled with feeling seen and heard and loved by her mom. And so because of that, she turned into like a perfectionist or someone who didn't, you know, talk about her feelings. Your mom then passed it along to you. She probably raised you with those same lens that she was raised under. And, you know, this isn't to say that our parents did a bad job raising us. It's just we are born to imperfect beings, imperfect humans. And I got I got to say, you know, back then, like, you know, this kind of work really wasn't being done. I mean, like, I know for sure that my mom and my stepmom and my dad were not doing any like therapy, inner child healing, and reflecting on how their actions were projections of their own wounded inner child onto me, right? They're not doing that. But it doesn't mean that it's bad. I think it's amazing that we get this opportunity to be able to heal it within ourselves so that we're then not passing it on to future generations. I've been diving deep into this work because I like so deeply desire to have a child and if I had had a baby three years ago I would have definitely passed on Maybe not. I think, you know, in the process, like, you can heal after you have kids and rechange your, you know, parenting style. But um, so I take that back. But I definitely like three years ago, if I had a baby, that baby would have been because I needed something to make me feel like I mattered. So I would have then been putting this invisible burden on my unborn child to be that validation for me, right? And so that's the mother wound. Wounds that are handed down generation to generation to generation. And to add, those wounds can also develop when you have a mother who was not available to um, meet your emotional, physical needs. And so if that, you know, if your mother was absent or she worked a lot or um, for me, my mom left when I was four. And so I felt abandoned by her for much of my life. And that created a deep wound within me that told me that I didn't matter, right? And so that's the mother wound. Okay. So then what's different about the mother wound versus the mother archetype is that archetypes, if you go back to the episode that we did with the father wound, Archetypes were discovered by Carl Jung. Carl Jung. I don't even know how to say his name still. But these are templates that he developed as a psychologist and what he discovered that these templates live in our unconscious thought patterns and that we've collected them through years of collected experiences. So these archetypes are handed down over years and years and years and years and years and and they live in our unconscious. So we are already born with these archetypes, these templates within us. So there is the mother archetype and within the mother archetype, there's the shadow, right? The unhealthy, the wounded, and then there is the light, which is the divine, the healthy. So today we're going to dive into that as well as how do these experiences get triggered through our childhood and how can we utilize inner child healing to not only heal the mother wound and heal our wounded inner child, but then also be able to reparent ourselves and and more importantly be able to identify when these wounds and shadow archetypes are really holding us back from having a life that we love. So when I was eight, I think like eight or nine, third or fourth grade, I remember my stepmom said to me um, I don't want to tell you what to do. I want you to just know and do it. And looking back, like that's a huge expectation to place on like an eight year old. Right. And so she was specifically talking about like cleaning the house. Like she was like, I don't want to tell you what to clean. I just want you to know it and do it. And so, while she was talking about cleaning, what happened was I internalized it, and I made it a point to learn how to anticipate all of her needs before she even knew. So, to reflect a little bit back on and to just recap these experiences that we have a child as a child, as a child, we want to be seen, heard, loved, and acknowledged and taken care of. So you are unconsciously going to do all the things that you think is required of you so that your, the parent in the life can take care of you, right? So for me, that looked like walking on eggshells, really learning to anticipate all her needs before she would say anything because like she would get really angry at me. And when she got angry at me, she gave me the cold shoulder. She, she wouldn't talk to me for like a week completely ignore me and that was hurtful (laughs) like I hated it and so so that wouldn't happen I would do all of these things and change myself so that she would be happy right that's codependency and so I learned to read the different like nuances in her body language to see if I was doing something right or not like I'd go start cleaning something I'd like look at her and like you know is this right is this good um I learned how to just intuitively take care of people because of that. And I, and I really saw that as a skill growing up because it served me in, in so many ways. Um, it allowed me to sort of like fly under the radar at school with certain things. It allowed me to be a teacher's pet, it, which really helped me out with some things. Like my teachers really took care of me. Um It helped me win the affection of my boyfriend's parents and really get nurtured and taken care of by them, which... For survival, I I actually needed because um, I was kicked out when I was in high school. Um, Just shortly after I turned 18 in February, my senior year, my, my parents kicked me out. I had nowhere to live. And so that skill that I had acquired allowed my boyfriend's parents, my boyfriend at the time, his parents, like, let me move in with them and took care of me and nurtured me and cared for me. So like this, this experience, right, really served me. And I thought it was a skill. But really, it was just me being a martyr and people pleasing and like the martyr and people pleasing wound that was wrapped up in a bow to look like I was an easygoing, caring and nurturing person because I wasn't being authentic, right? If I look back on the the moments that I would spend with my um, boyfriend's parents, like what I would say, how I would respond, how I would dress, how I would Um, like what I would do was all very calculated so that they would like me. So consciously, I didn't know any of this was happening, right? I didn't know I had this people pleasing wound. I didn't know I had this martyr wound. I didn't know that I constantly kept showing up like this because of the expectation that was placed on me as a child. But subconsciously, when I became an adult, it turned into a toxic relationship where I kept replaying this trauma cycle in because that's what happens. We create this, this subconscious pattern gets created and your subconscious mind, if we look at it like a railroad track, it's the goal getter, right? Your conscious mind is the goal setter, but your subconscious mind is the goal getter. So it's going to, replay that cycle and it's also going to find opportunities to keep replaying that cycle because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy it's what you think you're deserving and worthy of so I found a toxic relationship where that trauma cycle could replay where I could walk on eggshells I could try and win the affection of my boyfriend by being you know everything that he needs me to be versus being myself um in business it looks like attracting clients who I constantly felt like I needed to mother um, that martyr of like let me put all my needs to the side and let me take care of you. And so, you know, for for me that looked like working like 16 hours a day and and constantly being available and, you know, just there for people and really neglecting myself and my own self-care to the point where I broke out in eczema because I was working so much and just working so hard, pleasing everyone else. It also, you know, manifested as as a lack of self-trust. I had this inability to make decisions in my business because I really needed to know if it was right or not, right? Because like growing up, I would look to my mom, my stepmom to be like, am I doing this right? Or do you approve? Are you happy? Are you going to validate this? And so these experiences turn into our subconscious patterns. They turn into our conditioning. Um, and it replays them over and over and over again in your life, which is why we call them patterns. Patterns are when you find yourself in the same cycle when something keeps replaying itself. It's like it can be in all the different aspects of your life. It's like a, a pattern. You can have the same pattern in a relationship, with someone else and in the relationship that you have with food. It's all, it's just replays in all the different areas of your life. Okay. So what happens when we realize it's like, you know, you turn the light on and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> I had no idea. That's why I was doing it. Um, that reminded me i had posted a reel on instagram about competing and how competing was the unhealthy coping mechanism to my wounded inner child and someone was like oh my god i thought i competed to take me away from the the like drama of my hometown but now that you're saying all of that i can definitely see like this definitely lands and resonates so the process of doing inner child healing is this process of going back into our past and discovering with gentle curiosity the root causes of the self-sabotaging patterns that we have because self-sabotage is self-protection, right? And so we do all these things to protect ourselves, but because it protected us in the past but now as an adult it's sabotaging us. So um the mother archetype is the wounded mother archetype is the people pleasing the martyr. So let me dive into that next. So, um, and I wanted to preface it with like my own personal kind of story to just kind of give you an example of how that wounded mother archetype shows. And it just happened to be that it also came from my mother, but you know, that could manifest from you, for you, from your dad or from a sibling. Like it doesn't have to come from your mom in order to get, or just any like, you know, mother figure in your life. Um, so it just happened to come from my mother. So that shadow mother, the shadow mother archetype belief is that I am not enough. Like I'm not enough as I am. And you know, for me that, that really happened when she said like, I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want you to know and to do it. That made me feel as if like like okay i'm I'm not enough. Like I need to like do all this stuff for you in order for me to feel love and to be accepted and to be heard and to be seen and ultimately not ignored, right? So, um, I did some Googling and the definition of like the martyr wound is someone who sacrifices their own needs and wants in order to do things for others, right? So these are people that don't just help with the joyful heart, but they do so out of obligation or guilt. And I definitely like felt that with my clients, like just feeling this obligation that like I have to do this, like, or else they won't succeed, um, sacrificing your own needs and wants in order to create things for others. You know, with the toxic relationship that I was in, it was like sacrificed my friends. I lost like ninety nine percent of my friends from college because of, of that. I have one friend still I talk to, Courtney. I love you. Um and it's like, I, I, I sacrificed everything. Like I gave up friendships. I gave up my own self personal time. I gave up a lot of stuff. The one thing I didn't give up was competing. Um, and I know why I didn't give up competing now. So if you go read my post, you'll see why. Um, and so that's what the martyr wound is. Right. And so like when we are operating from that shadow mother, this mother wound, it, manifest as behaviors that are people-pleasing, rejection of self and others. It's the wounded feminine. So it creates a pattern of people-pleasing and martyrdom to feel worthy. It's like, that's where we get our worthiness. That's where we get our validation from. Um, Other unhealthy aspects of it are looking outside of self for the answers, like not trusting oneself, not having boundaries, being very self-critical, self-judgmental, and self-neglect, like not taking care of yourself first. And a healthy mother archetype, when you embody the healthy mother archetype, it looks like compassionate boundaries. It looks like putting your self-worth in, First and and within yourself, it's knowing that you are worthy of existence. It's having self soothing skills. Maybe that looks like knowing how to um, hold space for yourself, giving yourself the time and space to have big feelings. Um, and it's to have just grace and ease. And I and I and I feel like it's like this like softness and it's self regulation, right? It's having the tools to self soothe and self cope versus doing things for other people as the coping mechanism. Do you see what I mean? For me, I also saw this really come up when I first started fostering and rescuing. I had this idea that like I needed to help all of them. Like I need to save all, like I had nightmares. I haven't had them in a really long time, but I used to have nightmares of opening my sliding glass door and looking out and just seeing people in like sick people and animals and feeling so overwhelmed that i couldn't save them all like it was like so it just was like so heavy and so that's when we have the healthy mother archetype it's like no it's like i understand that i can't serve and save everyone and the it's like i serve and save me first so that i can then serve my family, serve my community, serve my friends, serve others. So that's what the healthy mother archetype looks, sounds, and feels like. So going back to that core limiting belief, it's that I am not enough. And then the new core belief to adopt, to embody the healthy mother archetype is I am worthy of existence and I am enough as I am. I am worthy of existence And I am enough as I am. There is nothing that I need to do or feel or have or achieve to be worthy, to love myself, to be enough. Nothing I have to do as I am right now, today, whether I'm in a dark season or a light season or a contractive season or an expansive season, doesn't matter. I am enough always. Always. And so when we are able to adopt the healthy mother archetype, what happens is that we with these with this new belief, we start to make time for self-care and we really start to prioritize that. Um, and self-care looks different for everyone, right? Like you know, maybe that means you have a morning routine. Maybe that means that once a month you schedule, a me day and you go and do something. Um, The cadence of your self-care doesn't matter because everyone's lives are vastly different. Um, So make sure that you don't accidentally get into like a comparison mindset with that. You set healthy and compassionate boundaries. Um, for me, healthy and compassionate boundaries look like having soft, flexible, and hard boundaries. There's no like one type of boundary, right? It's and it's knowing where something is going to be a soft boundary or when something's going to be a flexible boundary, or when you have a hard boundary where you have like a hard like I have a hard stop at four, and like that's my like no, like wherever we are in the conversation, I'm gonna end it at four p.m. That's like a hard boundary. Um, you're able to say no. You're able to say no. There's a book that I love. The author is escaping me. I think it's James Altucher, and it was the first self-help book that I read, and it was called The Power of No. I I couldn't imagine saying no to people. (laughs) It's also the first book I bought, Um, and it's a beautiful. Beautiful practice to know what you're not available for. To know what you're going to say no to. And sometimes that looks like like I say no to disempowering thoughts about myself. You know? And then last but not least, you're able to see yourself, most importantly, in others through an empowering and nurturing lens. This is huge. I was working on this mother wound, mother archetype with one of my clients. And she was talking about herself and like what she was doing and what she was accomplishing and everything she was saying was like negative. She was like, I'm not doing enough and it's, I haven't made time for it. And I need to be more organized and I need to be more consistent, you know, all this stuff. And it was very harsh and her tone of voice was harsh. And so we did some mirror work and invited her to embody a healthy mother archetype and start to see herself through that lens versus that wounded mother archetype, right? The martyr. And it was profound for her. She was able to be more compassionate with herself to just be nicer to herself. It was a huge shift. So, um, And one thing I just realized too, I keep saying healthy mother, which is like a double positive. When we're in the shadow, it's the martyr. And when we're in the light, it's the mother. That's how I'm going to look at, say that from going forward. So anyhow, um, yeah, just being able to see yourself through that lens. And that often can be very hard if you then also have the mother wound where your mom didn't do that for you. Like your mom didn't. Talk to you compassionately. Like, I didn't know what compassion was. (laughs) My massage therapist was like, Are you being compassionate with yourself or judging with yourself? And I was like, I don't even know how to be compassionate with myself. Like, I didn't learn that. Like, no one taught me that. And that's okay. We get to then teach and learn and self soothe, right? Is this all kind of clicking for you? All of those healthy, Skills that we then get to develop when we start to embody the mother archetype versus the martyr archetype. So, I hope that was helpful. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I'm missing with this. Um, still going to post it as a post, but to sort of like wrap it all up. I'm I'm curious. If you have any experiences where growing up perhaps there was an expectation that was placed on you, and if you can just kind of like go back into the archives of your mind and dig it up and just examine it, you know, not trying to fix it, not trying to box it back up and put it in the attic, but just to examine it and look at it and get curious with it and embody the mother archetype and look at it through that lens just revisit that event through that lens and see if you can reprocess it take the learnings release the negative emotions um, which is what we do with time techniques if you're um, interested in um, learning how to use that that's part of intuitive blueprint institute but i absolutely love inner child healing i i did not realize until I started this work just how much of the self-sabotaging behaviors I had as an adult all linked back to inner child healing. Like, you know, I've had Dr. Oh, that's a great episode to go revisit Dr. Um, Laura on the show. I think it's the root cause of all. (laughs) I really do. I think that when you um, start inner child healing work, you you really uncover the root. And it's so expansive and it's so deep. And I think that it's something that you like are constantly going to be doing. I can see that when I have a baby, I I can see a multitude of things coming up that I'll get to um, work through. Because I think also when you have a baby, it's not only mothering the baby, but learning how to mother yourself. And I think that's a beautiful beautiful journey and experience and um if any of you are new moms i'm just sending you so much love as you yeah learn to mother yourself in tandem with mothering your first baby (sighs) all right you guys that is it from me i hope you have an amazing week i'll see you next time same time, same place. (laughs) Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.